Mike Kingdom for a Todd Gurley touchdown. This is Corey, and this is the other thing at the podcast. So topical. So that's going to last forever, Corey. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> President went to the hospital. Let's see what the, the Anthem boys have to say. Mm. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 339 of the O the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening to us on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to do it, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. You can find the links to all the different uh, places that we put our podcasts out at, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google or anywhere. Go there, find it, be happy. And you may notice, uh, as I mentioned on Instagram, if you don't follow us on Instagram, at O the Anthem, of course, uh, I have nothing to do today. I don't we are, know what to do with my hands. Uh, because uh, we are welcoming uh, Roberto, friend of the show, Roberto. He's acting as producer. We're going to try that out to see if um, I could stay more involved in the conversation. And we use more of the resources that we have, OBS and some images. So uh, that'll be super fun. Yes, indeed. Oh, uh, also, I want to say, I don't know how you guys do it. I got so distracted by my own beautiful eyes making the Instagram <laughs> video that I stumbled through the whole thing. I was just like, I'm entranced by the eyes looking back. Oh, uh, the Twitch. Uh, I don't even know. So more on you. You guys get through this every single day. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing to me that we've we've gotten this long. <laughs> so, uh Right up the top. Uh, the president has coronavirus. Uh, don't know if you guys are hearing it first here. Corey. Or, Corey. Yeah. It's in the house. <laughs> the White House. The White House. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've spent the last few months being told that it's not that big of a deal. Uh, let's go see if we can recount. Uh, in February, it was, <laughs> it's the China virus. Don't worry about it. And if we remember Woodward's book, which we talked about in previous weeks, he knew it was going to be terrible, and he didn't tell anybody. Yeah. In March, it was, this whole thing's going to blow over. It's going to get warm. It's going to be 11 cases down to zero. Don't worry about it. And if we remember from Woodward's book, he knew it was going to be terrible, and he did nothing about it. And then for the next few weeks, we've basically been uh, saying, oh, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's time to open up the economy again. Don't worry about staying in your homes. Don't worry about masks. Masks are dumb. In fact, just a few days ago, he made fun of Joe Biden for wearing a mask. The everywhere. biggest mask I've ever seen. I and think then, the quote. And then we found out he had coronavirus. Yes. And then everyone who uh, on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere on social media has been saying, run over the protesters if they're in the way. Uh, I'm glad RBG died. She can uh, have her liberal opinions in hell. Uh, Amy Comey Bennett, Bar uh, Coney Barrett is going to be such a much better justice, blah, 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 is all of a sudden saying, hey, guys, hey, hey, if you wish death on someone or sickness, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Proving that the hypocrisy is just everywhere. It doesn't matter. Everything about these people's life is hypocrisy. You know... I don't even know if it's like necessary. So the thing that has been sitting with me the most here is that uh, as a, an American, I don't want the president to be sick. I, I think regardless of who the person is, the office is important to me mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that we keep certain things in place about how we how we maintain that office is important. And it, it's hard to separate those two things. Trump getting coronavirus and going to Walter Reed is karma it is ironic it, it is a lot yeah, of things it is a i lot mean of things. it could literally go in Alanis morissette ironic and it would fit in perfectly mm. uh oh 
And, and I'm feeling you know, a parody, Corey. I, Corey, I'm feeling a parody coming oh on for God. you. Here you go. You think you can pull off Atlantis more? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. You did a fine job with Beaver. I, I don't think you. I could pull off anything anymore. Uh, it, I mean, we never has something so karmic happened in this regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why a lot of people are immediately going to the humor of it all yeah. because it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, uh, it's not funny that the president is in this position, but it's funny that Trump specifically is because it's like, uh, you know, if Obama was in Walter Reed because he got hit by a drone strike, we'd be like, be wow, kind of that's funny. ironic. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not, it's when you constantly condemn the coronavirus, or like say like, you know, it's not real and you know, it's just going to go away and all these things and making fun of mass and, you're having events where people are packed together without masks on and congregating. And a couple of these events have been proven to spike cases in Super the area. Super spreader events. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. in Tulsa, it happened. Oh, Herman and, Cain uh, died. I was going to say, <laughs> one of your strong supporters dies because of the yeah. explosive. Uh, I, yeah. I just, anyone who thinks that Trump is going to come out of here and be like, guys, I had no idea. And now I'm going to fight so hard for everybody. Like th- yeah. there's no... There's no ghost of Christmas past who's going to come back and <laughs> make Trump like suddenly change his mind on this. And in fact, he released videos right after he got out of the hospital where he's saying, you know, like it's not that big of a deal, just push on, like yeah. I got through it too. But th- the other very troubling part of this is that we don't know a whole lot about exactly what is what happened during that time. And it's or a, what will happen. It lasts ten days. So. I, I mean, the the uh, the doctor who keeps going out and giving press conferences and not answering questions and calling in to HIPAA and saying that there's you know reasons why he can't talk about this stuff. It's like these rules don't you know. It, it in when Reagan got shot, the press was outside the hospital twenty four seven. Anytime anyone had like you know Reagan coughed and he said it didn't hurt like. That Update. would be that would be relayed yep. to the news, and then you know Cronkite would break in with the like you know the president coughed and it didn't hurt like all these things were important like, and Trump could have totally it taken not taken advantage of the situation but effectively put out like made it seem like we couldn't trust anybody that was part of the problem because yeah. we had been lied to so thoroughly and even the doctors started lying to us and we have a you know. Th- when Mitch McConnell lies, sometimes you don't notice it because that's all he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when the doctor lies to you, and you can tell that he doesn't normally lie. He's, he's bad at it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. bad at it. So, well, I was going to say, the, there's um, a lot of, I don't want to talk about the things I'm going to put in my book. Do you <laughs> mind? <laughs> like, the, uh, to the people who say that Trump doesn't have COVID and that this is a huge conspiracy for him to get sympathy and to change the narrative. He did a really terrible job of doing that, if that's yeah. what it is. Basically, it's like, oh, he's lying to us about something different now, not we all need to rally around this. I am your president, and I am going to help us defeat this thing, and we got none of that. But it's even beyond, like, you know, as a president, you get the best health care in the world. Oh, I was going to mention that, too, by the way. You'll be fine, all of you Trump supporters out there, if you have socialized medicine— which Trump does, that he didn't pay for, by the way, because he paid $750 in taxes in the mm. last few years. Uh, also, if you have a $200 million suite with 10 doctors, I think they said, at any one yeah. time waiting on you, then you're going to get through it just fine. 
Um, and you're getting experimental treatments and you're like yeah. getting steroids. and like For so the 20,000 people who died in the hallway of a hospital earlier this year, coughing and choking to death, it wasn't fine for them. So if you, know. you listen to the public statements, though, from the doctors, from the White House, like all along the lines, the ones that weren't off the record and then later on the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, oh, Trump's great. You know, it was like, you know, he had a, a you know, we just wanted to monitor things. So he we went to Walter Reed for a little while. No big deal. Uh, he'll be back in a couple days. It'll be fine. And then here in like, no, it's really touch or touch and go right now. He was and on oxygen. for. He's on times. oxygen. And it's like they were asking specific. It, it, sometimes I think about the West Wing because like even regardless of what you thought about the politics of Bartlett or the you know politics of the writing staff of the West Wing and stuff Goddamn like that. Communist. Prisoner. It was a good uh, example of what these real life situations would be like. They took from Bartlett shooting mm-hmm. a lot of the things that happened at Reagan shooting. Yeah. And a lot of the same procedures and discussions that happened with Social Secret Service and everything that went along with it to help inform the audience. This is what would happen if the president was shot, right? Uh, and it's so difficult to watch these press conferences where they're just like, did the president's blood oxygen level ever drop below 94? And it's just like, I can't answer that. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, tell us tell us the basic... Because you know what? If, if you're going to go on Facebook and say, like, it's really, it's really obscene for you people to be dancing on Trump's, like, you know... <laughs> coronavirus uh like yeah not grave but like the fact that he's sick you're you're so you're so awful for doing this and stuff like that but he's awful too like yeah he his actions are causing a lot of these troubles that we're feeling all over the country and not everyone gets great medical care and some people die alone not being able to see their families again locked away in a coronavirus ward to die by themselves and even the people who are perfectly fine and uh live to tell the tale and they go to maybe they go to the hospital and get oxygen or something like that you know they might be bankrupt now Mm -hmm. they might not be able to get an apartment or a job or you know a whole bunch of other things that would help let their lives move on a little bit well i want i want to get into that let's hold off on that we'll get to that a little later okay i I do want to say that i think that it's uh especially ironic and and i want people to understand that my humor is not because the president is sick i agree with you on that yeah the president is the office right I just put myself in the position of knowing uh, Hillary won the, the uh, popular vote. And if yeah. she had also won the electoral vote, that Trump would not have shut up. It would have been the same tweets, just not from President Trump, right. from Citizen Trump. Yeah, We'd probably still have rallies because it would be until they lock her up. I'm going to run every single time until they lock her up. Um, maybe, maybe not. I mean, um, he'd probably just have bought OAN. And then uh, had built, some sort of live performance aspect to it. Yeah, built a cult of personality <laughs> yeah. around himself. And if he did that, when he would have done that, because he absolutely would have, when he got sick, it would still be funny. It, it's the irony of the man who yeah. acts that way. <laughs> it's the irony of it. Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, like the... Anytime one of these people are just like, you know, like, oh, coronavirus is a hoax, and then they get coronavirus... Yeah. Like it's and just start deleting the old tweets. Like, it's oh, ironic. No. It's ironic. That's 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 the best word for it. It's just yeah. hard to fathom. Like the the part that confuses me is that like I I don't feel like any of the Trump people have decided that they're going to start wearing masks in the last couple of days. Like oh well, let's I, discuss. I would imagine that if like you know if if somebody important to me all of a sudden got sick and I was you know a little flagrant about the mask use then. 
I would probably start using it a lot. Like, yeah. well, it, it's different when you know people who get sick. That's that's a big part of this. Let's like, talk about that spread. So so it didn't start with Trump. Obviously, uh, mm. somebody had to bring it to him. Uh, and what from what we can glean now, Hope Hicks is the patient one, not patient zero, but the patient one in the West Wing. She contracted it from somewhere, question mark, yeah. from someone, question mark. Maybe in the West Wing, maybe outside. Maybe she likes to go to bars and restaurants in her off time. Maybe she invites friends over who like to go to bars and restaurants well, and somehow well, got infected. Let's not forget that uh, before Trump, uh, before we really knew about the Hope Hicks thing, he also threw, threw the military and police under the bus. Oh, yeah. Saying yeah. that. We're at these events and the police and the military are so like happy to see us and they can't stop coming up and hugging and kissing us. So I'm sure we got it from one of them. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm sure she got it from one of them. And then it was like the wait a minute. So Hope Hicks, who's constantly near the president, wearing not wearing a mask, flying on Air Force One. Nobody's wearing masks around them. They're all grouped together. Yep. Like, is the president sick? And then it's like, oh, oh I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> it's been an hour since that test. We don't know yet. So uh, just hang tight. Like, wait, doesn't he have the instant test? Doesn't he take the instant test? No, no, no i like <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, like, I'm glad that, like, Joe Biden has been clean so far. Because oh, and by the apparently way. there's a chance that Trump had it at the debate. Yes. Uh, very, there is very much a chance that he was in his pre-symptomatic, but viral shedding phase yeah um prior to the test results being able to prove anything yeah and um also joe biden being the anti-trump that he is basically said every time i take a a test you're gonna know about it and you're gonna know the results instant test long-term test which apparently they're doing before every event he does an instant test and then at least once a day he does the tomorrow we'll get the result test Mm -hmm. uh which is way more um reliable than the instant test uh, but so, hope but I mean, like test reliability just in general is down regardless of whether or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's not a perfect. It's it's honestly it's one of those things where if you get a positive, you're likely positive, but a yeah. negative doesn't mean you're OK. That's essentially where right. we are now, which is why the reaction that we had from the president's people was like, well, you got a positive on the instant test. But then we did the other test. And that's what we're going to wait before we say positive. We're going to wait yeah. to make sure. Uh, so uh, but it started with with Hope Hicks and likely then spread and at least the news, not necessarily the actual spread, but the news went Hope Hicks and then from Hope Hicks on Air Force One, likely, or uh, Marine Two or Marine mm. One uh, or the presidential limo, all of which are hermetically sealed vehicles, which the president travels with no mask yep. and all of his friends and also, you know, the people who work for him. Well, I mean, speaking of all his friends and all the people who work for him, mm-hmm. uh, there was a event in the Rose Garden oh, yes. to celebrate uh, Amy Coney Barrett becoming the new Supreme Court nominee. And fucking seven people, eight people got sick from that event, including three senators who sit on judiciary. Seven or eight people that we know of. Yeah, so sick. far. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That we're aware of as of this moment. Uh, it is... Uh, <sighs> it's what you call a super spreader event? I... Or a tr- I think we should call it. Remember uh, in the 20s when a bunch of poor people lost their houses and mm-hmm. they built lean tos in a park. Yeah. We called it a Hooverville. Yeah. Because Trump or because Hoover was the president. Right. And uh, they named it after him. I think we should stop calling them super spreader events 
and call them Trump rallies. <laughs> and anytime you have an event where more than five people contract the coronavirus, just we, call it a Trump rally. We had a wedding Trump rally this weekend and eight people got sick with yeah. coronavirus. I mean, <laughs> it's an idea. Name it after the person who's to blame. Uh, and one of those people at, from the Rose Garden, or possibly before, I mean, who knows, was Kaylee Ma- uh, McEnany, yeah. whose name I cannot pronounce for the life of me. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, my, my grandmother's name is Rosie. She mm. was not born Rosie Cheek. She chose to marry a man whose last name was Cheek. That's love right there. <laughs> and I look at, at Kaylee McEnany, and I said, how much did you have to love that guy? Or how rich did that guy have to be for her to marry him to take on the name Kaylee McEnany, which is probably the most irresponsible set of consonants in a row <laughs> that you could possibly have. Uh, but Kaylee McEnany uh, is also sick. And because, you know, Trump, uh, she went out on Sunday after she had her positive test result and wearing a mask, which was a change. Yeah. But then took it off. Then all of a sudden wearing masks was a big change of the White House. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody's wearing masks. It's weird. And working from home. Who right. Um, but then took it off to talk to the to press in a gaggle where they just basically... And I watched a video of it where she kept stepping forward to listen to questions. Yeah. And everybody kept stepping back. It was like she was walking them around the little patio area. It was super fun. But 11 people essentially have it from that event or something coming in contact with Trump in the days beforehand. Chris Christie is one of those people. A couple of senators have it, including Mike Lee. Mm-hmm. Mike Lee apparently met with Trump and then went and met with the uh, majority leadership of the Senate. So, because yeah. mm, Mitch McConnell's real old. Uh, I'm, I got hope. I got hope. And here's the thing. I, I don't wish harm on the majority leader of the Senate. Right. I wish harm on the turtle man who won't do shit for the country. And who Kentucky can't seem to find the gall to get rid of. It, it's it's uh it's funny that I I'm trying to figure out a way to live on $130 a week. Yeah, and uh, uh, we're trying to shove a Supreme Court justice through. Yeah, uh, priorities, also, Corey. Also, Kent, uh, a couple a couple things from the from the chat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call five or more people who burn businesses? I don't know. Democratic rally, I assume, is going to be the joke there. Uh, it's pronounced Sleepy Joe Biden. And maybe Nancy Pelosi or uh, maybe Nancy Pelosi likes to go to salons like all these are kind of, uh, (laughs) you know, that's what we call the whatabouts. Yeah. (laughs) My guy is so flawed. I need to go find something from your people uh, to make a whatabout about. Trump literally had, was it seventy five thousand dollars in hair care that he wrote off on his taxes? (laughs) Seventy. <laughs> like that's only ten for, times what he's and you know what taxes. again like we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about oh, wait, Joe no, the I'm centrist sorry. here coming up but ten thousand it's ten thousand times all of them taxes. that's that's basically how you how you how you get to the bottom of this like it yes I'll say fuck Trump but I'm also gonna say fuck Nancy Pelosi oh yeah, yeah fuck her too and I'll say fuck Mitch McConnell yep and I'll say fuck Chuck Schumer yep and it doesn't matter whether or not these people are Republicans or Democrats uh I would love to vote for somebody who isn't Joe Biden. Oh, absolutely. The problem is that the only other reasonable option that could win is Trump. And, you know, who would you rather babysit your kids? This person who's been babysitting all their life or this cougar? Like, it's not a, you know. No, no. What's really getting to me is like the, the fucking language that is being used and like the alternate storytelling that is out there on like Fox and these stations and on like right wing Facebook and stuff like that. Like, uh, to most people, Peter struck is some sort of like 
you know, random name that sort mm-hmm. of gets brought up in the fact that he investigated Hillary and, and uh, Russia yeah. when he worked at the FBI. And he had, a, he had an extramarital affair with another girl who worked at the FBI, who, or was a lawyer for the FBI mm-hmm. or something like that, right? And for most people, that's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> he worked this place and he also had an extramarital affair. That he, sucks. He was but like working twelve hour days and stuff to the chick in his office. All right. Okay, but sorry. like, if you watch, like, if you go on Facebook or something like that, like, I'm sure if we just typed in Peter Strzok, like, on Twitter at any moment of the day, somebody's like, well, right now he's planning his cabal of Democrats to come and give COVID to all the people who were not tested positive at this event, and like, like they're coming up with these wild, like, stories that are just like, yeah. Like Kim Davis was back in the news. Come on, 2020. The cameos are out out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're going everywhere here. Like I thought many, the writers had pulled back in. How many wordless characters do we need to bring back? We don't need Poochie back. All right. Like we're good. Scaramucci <laughs> was back in the news. By the way, <laughs> Scaramucci uh, hasn't left. He's just on like CNN every once in a while. Yeah, like. I saw him on CNN, and I was like, <laughs> When's the last time I saw you, dude? And it's like. Uh, so what do you think about honesty in the White House? He's like, ah! and I'm like, why would you even ask the question? He had, he uh, had forty. He had forty days in the. Or was it like a weekend in the White House or something like that? How I mean, long was it his was, day? As a, his was super short. It was yeah. literally like a week and a half. Maybe, it wasn't maybe. even a Harrison. It was just a. Yeah. No, not even. But it, it, it's it was a uh, fortnight, perhaps. I, I think what it comes down to for everyone out there, I just I, I want people to understand. If you know me on Facebook, you don't have to tell me. I don't want to vote for Joe Biden, but yeah. who else? Yeah. I use the example of a cougar and, uh, and a babysitter. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, cougar's a little much. Would you prefer this one-star babysitter from babysitters.com or this serial killer? Yeah. They're both human. They both are terrible at watching kids. One of them is marginally better. One of them has been vetted at least a little bit by babysitters.com. Uh, also, one of them has not led to the death of 200,000 people in a preventable way. Yeah. Now, would he have done that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would like to think no, but who knows? We, we circle around again to this point every once in a while, which is that something could have been done from the very beginning to make this not such a fucking clusterfuck. And we could have, like, look around the world you know, Europe right now is sort of going through their second wave. Yeah. So that's not a great example. But before the second wave hit Europe, they were more or less back to normal. Back to normal. Their, yep. their stores were open. Their their lives were back to a relative level of comfort. They were all wearing masks. They were all doing what they could to distance. Uh, and, you know, in most of the world, they figured this out. Like, you know, t- uh, who Korea was playing baseball. When yeah, South Korea. when they were still arguing about whether or not we could do it here, like, and it looked like the season was going to be canceled. Like, yep. it, 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 it's just if we all would have just started wearing masks when this whole thing started. Now, I know there was kind of this. Do we tell everyone to go buy masks because then everyone's going to buy masks and then the nurses and doctors can't have it. Yeah. So there's that part of the problem. Oh, but like, I, how about the I feel US like Postal the, Service? Was I feel like the face covering would have been like, yeah, you know, just like literally for you know the first couple times I went out uh, in the Corona era, I was just wearing the bandana across my face, yep. and th- this is because I couldn't b- go buy a mask somewhere because they were all sold out because you know healthcare were trying to get it, and I respected that, and I didn't want to try and buy a mask and stuff like that. I bought a gas mask, but like, yeah, I mean, like it's it just. Yeah, I had to do something it felt like. And well, but, but the Postal Service was going to send a box with yeah. some uh, disinfecting wipes and a face covering, a, a 
thick cotton face covering yeah. to every house in America. And the president said, no, that might panic people. The same way he said, well, we can't talk about it, really, because it'll panic people. And then did absolutely nothing about it. Well, they were also sitting on a bunch of tests for a long time, too, where they bought tests. And then they were just like, they did it for like a photo op or something like that. And then they were supposed to get them out to people. And they never did. Never did. (laughs) Like, listen, I I said when George W. Bush, the Republican, was in office, I said, bring out the guillotines. When Barack Obama was in office, I took... Uh, maybe a two-year hiatus mm-hmm. to say, let's see what we can do with the hope and change. And then I said, let's bring out the guillotines. And now that Trump's been in office, and I believe I promised during 2016, if Hillary got in office, I would say bring out the guillotines. Yeah. And now Trump's in office, and I'm saying bring out the guillotines. And I'm telling you, when Joe Biden gets in office, I will not say any less, bring out the guillotines, because he's not what we want either. <laughs> the system the system is at the, is at the part where, and guess what? Uh, just for people who history escapes them beyond the 1900s and above kind of thing yeah uh we uh <laughs> democracies don't usually last that long no just generally speaking yeah, so about 250 years is where where most of them start to peter out and yep, top of a limit yep. that's uh that's about where we are right now so oh, and 250 years is a long republic republics yeah. usually fall way before that and then fascism comes in and then they replace it with a leftist movement which mm. then becomes centrist and establishes democracy. And then democracy falls to fascism again. Then the leftists come in and save it again. And then they establish democracy. Yeah. And democracy falls to fascism. So yeah. we're, we're in that phase right between where the democracy falls to fascism yet again. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Nazis walking in the street and the president saying, stand by, stand back. That whole sh- shenanigans. Um, that's where we're <laughs> And I'd at, also so. like to, one other thing I forgot to mention earlier when people were talking about like, you know, like, oh, well, regardless of your party, you need to be, Okay, you know, you need to be in support of the president right now. Yeah. I, I can think of another time where that wouldn't have been the case, and that was Lincoln, when yeah. half the country didn't want to be part of the country, and Lincoln was trying to bring them together. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the South who were fine with Lincoln not being alive, or <laughs> Lincoln falling to some sort of despair. Or, and, or, you know, 2010, where Obama wore a tan suit, and they were not okay oh, with well, that. And they yeah, to- you know, like, well, clearly. That's, I, I, I don't know why more states didn't succeed at them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd be, I am still pushing for secession for California. I still think it's the way to go. Yeah, Cal exit. We got to get it back on the ballot, (laughs) but I'm going to make an admission of something I did today. Mm -hmm. I ordered my absentee ballot from Maryland today. What? And I'm going to tell you why I did that, Corey, because someone finally made an argument that impressed it upon me. And it was the guys from stuff, uh, stuff you should know. Uh, I don't know if you listen to that podcast. I used to every once in a while. But it's very like, interesting. Uh, I think it's the high-budget version of Rob Explains, yeah. my, uh, my trivia podcast. But they said um, you should go out and vote, not because of you, but because there are 100 million people who are too young to vote, but our decisions will impact them. Now, I would be, I believe my, my position in 2016 was we should vote Trump in because he's going to push us to civil war. And then that's eventually the goal that I'd like to see. And it's funny because we voted Trump in and then he pushed us to civil war, which is kind of what I wanted. But in the intervening four years, uh, my sister decided to go and give me a nephew. And now I'm like, maybe violence in the streets um, that involves a person who looks like someone that people who look like me might want to kill isn't ideal, let's say. Maybe. Eh, Maybe not. Uh, so I would have just started at the maybe the violence in the streets. That's probably I'm not willing to go that far. All right. <laughs> Again, guillotines since 2000. That's where we are. I always thought of the guillotines as more of a 
more of an esoteric thought. No, no, literal guillotines. I always think <laughs> literal guillotines. But so just to be clear, I am not casting a vote in this election. And I don't know for sure that I will actually cast that absentee ballot, but I ordered it to make sure I had it in case I choose to. But if I do choose to, it is not for me that I am casting that vote. It is for my nephew because if we have four more years of this guy as president, I am not sure there will be a country for him to grow up into. And I'm not sure that roving bands of people who look like me will not go hunting children who look like him and do terrible... Uh, it's something that's not even on well, the agenda, I, but that I think of. They are doing mass hysterectomies in camps. Yeah. In the United States. Yeah. Not World War One, not World War Two, not Native Americans back in the 1800s. Today. Yeah. Like, not just in the past few weeks, like continuing. The news broke a week ago. It's still happening today. Yeah. They are still doing it. That is Nazi shit. It is. That is what the Nazis did. Put them in camps make them unable to reproduce children, and then wait for them to die. And that looks a lot like what we're doing now. And while I am okay with ending up in a camp for the rest of my life, because of the things I say, I am not willing for people I know to end up in a camp because of how they look or who they are. Well, let me, let me, let me put it this another way. Uh, because there are a lot of things that are on the ballot that, you, that people might not necessarily be aware of. And I mean, like Amy Coney Barrett, uh, his nomination has woken up Scalia and Thomas to oh, <laughs> really try and, and push the idea that they will actively try and overturn uh, Roberts and Thomas. No, it's Scalia. Or not Scalia, uh, uh, Alito. Alito. Sorry. Yeah, Scalia. okay, I was going to yeah. say, it ain't Scalia yeah. unless, uh, unless, like, Herman Cain. <laughs> He's having Herman Cain tweet storms from the grave. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, also, I said good things about Scalia dying. So what do you expect from me, Facebook? Come on. I was happy he died. So think about it this way. Uh, Much like like Rob, I'm sure all of you people who listen to the sound of my voice have somebody that you love, right? And somebody that you care for. And uh, maybe they would love to know that you would vote to protect them. And if there is a war against like gay marriage effectively on the ballot because Amy Coney Barrett is now up for Supreme court. That's not on the ballot. That's going to be handled before the election, Corey. I'm saying I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I can to help my friends in the gay community because, uh, they have been at a long struggling fight to get just the base levels of fairness. And that doesn't change for, uh, you know, that's that's the same across a bunch of different communities like RBG dying has a profound impact on women's rights Yep. because Roe might be overturned. Yep. And, you know, I don't know, maybe in 20 years I have a daughter who is getting pregnant at some, you know, like band camp or whatever. And now abortion is illegal and thing, things significantly change in her life because of a moment like that. Yeah. And there's more than just. Joe Biden or Donald Trump that we're we're voting for right here. And I I can't in good conscience think about anybody losing anything at a time like this. Like if any, you know, we we are constantly, I think, as a nation trying to push at least part of the part of the nation trying to push for better things, for more equality, for Mm -hmm. more freedom, for more like so that you don't have to worry about if you just happen to 
be born gay or a woman or black or anything like that because just the uh, just the odds of you being a person of not being like you know an amoeba or something like that is uh, in terms of like all the living things that you could possibly be in this mm-hmm. world the fact that you're a person and the fact that you were a person who was born in america as opposed to you know like Azerbaijan. yeah or like somewhere really like you know, like where where it's not the same thing and you don't have the same level of, you know, North Korea or any any kind of different uh, restriction from where you are currently. Like all these things really matter. And we need to we need to be thinking about, you know, the people who are not even necessarily with us right now. Like we got to vote for the people who will be with, you know, it, it's voting for what's right. And, you know, it, it's. I believe me. I wish it wasn't Joe Biden. I wish it yeah. wasn't Joe Biden. I didn't want it to be Hillary either. And I, 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 the the reason why I said I didn't want it to be Hillary in the 2016 election was not because you know I was going to secretly vote for her anyway or something like that. It was because I didn't think enough people were going to come on board to vote for her, and that is why I didn't want her to run. And it turns because, out you were right. Yeah, like you now know, she just, won the popular vote. But not in the places she needed to, unfortunately. Well, yeah, and so. I mean, like, you know, again, there's, like, if she ran her campaign effectively and it did any kind of work to keep the the blue wall that she had going on in the in the uh, northeast. Yep. Like, you know, it's, it's... The fact that she lost Michigan and Wisconsin by so little is uh, a real stab in the back to her because I imagine that she thought she had that locked up. It's yep. like losing Maryland. Like, yep. if she lost Maryland, she'd just be like, what did I do wrong? Like, <laughs> I did everything. Uh, but yeah, it, there was a, a couple of, uh, we sort of went all over the place here. Was yeah. there anything else from the COVID or worst week ever that you wanted to, Well, I, I just wanted to address, I don't know if there's anything more in the chat, but to the folks in the chat or the people who might be thinking that they think like the people who are in our chat, the what abouters, I find that more often than not, the what abouters are white folks, generally white men, but also white women. Mm-hmm. And I think your point is apt and they should think about that. That do you, as a cis, meaning a heterosexual white person, yeah. you have absolutely nothing to lose. And if, I don't know that you have friends who are people of color. I don't know that you have friends who are uh, of a different gender than you are, if you're a man or a woman either way, or that are a different sexual orientation than you. But imagine that they stood in front of you and you essentially had to tell them, you don't matter or you matter less than I do. Yeah. Your vote for this president is saying that because you can't say that he doesn't think that Roe versus Wade should be rolled back or that he doesn't think that, uh, damn it, Alito was talking about uh, uh, that uh, marriage equality shouldn't be rolled back because he nominated someone to this court trying to force through another justice before the election so those things can be accomplished. So if you have... People in your life who are gay, people of color in your life, or anyone who is of a marginalized community, I want you to think about walking up to them and telling them, fuck you, you don't matter, or at least you matter less than me. It's more important that I stay on top than you have anything at all, because that is what your vote for Trump is telling them, because well, and this like, is who we are. Or literally think about it like, you know, imagine that, that there was a crusade against blonde people, yeah. right? Like. It, it's it's arbitrary it's whatever and you just happen to be born blonde like oh i have brown hair i don't have to worry about this they're never gonna come for me good like, yeah yeah sure Lucky. but do you know anybody like like literally anybody 
And by the way, uh, Trump, who is a teetotaler, who has never done a wrong thing in his life except for cheated on all of his wives with yeah. the one he married next. Um, I mean, there's questionable choices of behavior, but not uh, anything. A lot of cho- questionable choices. In that debate from last Thursday, came after Joe Biden, meaning to come after Bo, but actually going after Hunter, his other son, because he doesn't you know, realize that there are two different people, I guess, mm-hmm. but saying... A kid who saw his mother and his little sister die in a car accident, recovered from that car accident, and then fought against addiction mm-hmm. and beat it and has become a productive member of society, he chose to go after that person. Yeah. So the man who you make a hero is the one who says uh, that soldiers are, are suckers, that people who die in war, he doesn't understand what it's there for. That What's people, in it for them? Yeah. What's in it for them? Uh, People who overcome addiction are essentially worthless because they became addicted in the first place. That um, war hero, I mean, mean, Bo Bo Biden's thing, I I don't even... Well, he was like, I don't even know Bo, so I'm not talking about Bo, I'm talking about Hunter. Multiple (laughs) things. But uh, that... The people of color are lesser, less many, than. Let, let me put it this way. Let me let me put it in another way. I, I think people know people who have dealt with tragedy before. Hunter Biden, uh, despite whatever you may think about him based off of what Tucker's saying tonight. I don't, yeah. Like, I, I don't keep up on that. Fuck your bow tie, Tucker. <laughs> I don't keep. He's not doing the bow tie anymore. That's been a long gone thing. I think. No, I don't watch Fox yeah. News. So. <laughs> I just see the clips when people share it and he's just like, oh, what's wrong about Nazis? Oh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's why i don't watch it <laughs> uh shit what was i oh uh hunter biden yeah like you know like i i have known people who who've lost like family members and stuff like that and you know to say that if they have a normal life after those moments yeah it's kind of like they they do a lot to try and like mask it and like it's push through it's yeah it, it's a lot of work if like your mom and your sister die in a car accident or something like that. In a car you were in. In a car you were in, yes. yes. And, and you survived. And your brother and, uh, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, you carry that. And I, I think people will, you know, if if Hunter Biden or Joe Biden weren't political figures, if yeah. Hunter Biden was just some guy who got arrested for a DUI, I, I, met, I could see the world in which he would walk up to the judge and he would say, listen, Your Honor, I, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but I've had a very rough couple of years yep. because... I was in in a car accident where my mom and sister died and uh, I've turned to alcohol, but I'm trying to make amends and change my life and I'm trying to get straight. And, uh, you know, this is an awful error in judgment and I will never do it again. And please show mercy on me. Yeah. A normal person sitting in the courtroom who doesn't know this person would say, like, I think he deserves another shot. Yep. (laughs) You know, like. And and also Hunter then went out and improved parts of the world and is improving yeah. life for other Americans on top of the like mea culpa. I'm also going to go out and do good work for the rest but, of my life. You know, the fact that people would be less likely to say, Oh, we should give him another chance if Hunter Biden was black. Oh, well, I think. Yeah. Like, well, you know, this drug addict is just going to do it again. I don't see why we have to give him another chance. He's just going to go back out there and cause crime and mayhem. Offenders like, reoffend. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, have you ever met anyone who isn't a, a white male? Because those are the only people who are being, you know, protected by this continued assault on what we're trying to do here as a country. Well, unfortunately, some of those people don't meet or talk to anyone who isn't also a white male. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Uh, so I mean, like, but a sister or a, a wife or a, like, like, I, I just can't. 
Well, maybe they belong to the same church as uh, Coney Barrett. And women <laughs> are there, yeah, but they're there to be subservient to the men. By the way, are they going to call her husband since her husband gets to be the decision maker? Oh, whether or not she gets to serve? Yeah. Are they going to get his permission first? I mean, I feel like they should get his permission. And also... I feel like that happened a little while ago, like behind closed uh, okay. doors. Like McConnell well, was just like, I'm going to do it. Is it okay? And it's just like, yeah, I'll let her do it. But shouldn't the Senate vet him too? Because is she? Is there a chance she goes home after hearing oral arguments and then says, honey, <laughs> here's, what, uh, here's what the evidence is. What do you think? What should I do? Maybe you should call on God. I mean, if she's hearing God, there's a whole No, I'm saying, like, if she's going to, like, go home and read the Bible or something like that, maybe you call on God. Oh, I mean, Maybe I, that's a delaying tactic where it's like Schumer's like, we're not doing this until God speaks. <laughs> she she said she hears the voice of God <laughs> guiding her. I feel like I need to get this God I in I need here. to hear this God fellow. If we don't have, have his testimony this weekend, then we can't go forward with the confirmation. Listen, Corey, Schumer's Jewish. Do you want a crystal knock? Because that's how you get a crystal knock. <laughs> Bunch of proud boys. Breaking up Jewish Jewish stores in in uh, New York. That's how that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, what and by Proud Boys, of course, I mean the hate group, not you know um, what all the what all the wonderful gay men are doing. Gay guys <laughs> yeah. in the West Village who uh, are now taking on the the status of Proud Boys, which I appreciate. I I do too. You know what? And and uh, I think that what's great about this is that uh, uh, in a real way, when when Proud Boys got mentioned on a debate stage where 80 million people were watching, it elevated them to a place where they are now as good as the KKK in the minds of a lot of people. Like, the, how many, you know, for a normal person, you just stop on the street, some 60-year-old lady, mm -hmm. they're like, how many hate groups can you name? She might be like, oh, KKK, Nazis... Proud Boys. Boys, like that might be the top three now yep. of people of the family feud board. That is, you know, how many hate groups can you mention? Like it's survey. <laughs> Steve, Steve Harvey, like Nazis. <laughs> just shaking his head in disapproval because that's all I think family feud is these days. It's just getting <laughs> just getting Steve Harvey to have that like horse face like, whoa. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see what's on the board. Yeah, I, I, I'm very happy uh, that this is happening because uh, it's going to be harder for the actual Proud Boys to continue on with this name and mm -hmm. this ideology, and they're going to have to come up with something else. And hopefully in the transition between what they were before and what they will be at one point, and I'm sure it'll splinter into 18 yes. separate hate groups like it always does, uh, <laughs> they'll at least have to give this up, and it'll be harder for them to find new people. Well, also, like, uh, the, I think the Proud Boys recruit have, on it, you know, Proud Boys have an advantage that the KKK doesn't, which is they have a uh, one drop, uh, one drop, essentially uh, admittance policy, which is you don't have to be all white to be part of the Proud Boys. You have to be at least partially white to prove your whiteness. Yeah. And you have to believe that the white part of you is better than the rest of you. Well, some some spokesman for the Proud Boys that I saw in some article recently was like. Uh, you know, like I'm Puerto Rican. Yes. Like, why would I be in a hate group? And it's just like, mm. <laughs> so, and, and, uh, I believe that that's the same guy who's been marching in Portland for some time. And I think so. His, yeah. One of his grandfathers is white. So despite the fact that of his lineage, he is one eighth white, yeah. seven eighths Hispanic. He's allowed in the Proud Boys because he could trace his lineage back to a white man. So, well, and I'm white. sure the Proud Boys like the fact that if he's willing to be there, then 
There you go. It's a real Clayton Bigsby situation. It is a real Clayton Bigsby situation. <laughs> and um, in in the end, Gavin McInnes, who is the guy who started the Proud Boys, is an avowed racist, a yeah. former member of the neo-Nazis who split off from them because they were not extreme enough for him. But he's also advantageous enough to say, well, I mean, if the Puerto Rican wants to come out here and dance for us, I'll let him come out here and dance for us. You guys got any black guys out here who want to come out and dance for us too? I'd love to have them come out and dance for us as well. Um, and then they go and do it, which is the surprising part for me that like, this is the guy, but because those guys don't talk to Gavin McInnes, he yeah. goes on Rogan and gets treated like a damn King. Uh, and also makes me think Joe Rogan's a little bit of a racist yeah. uh, or a lot of bit of a racist, but nonetheless, I think you're right that now if they have to change the name and Gavin McInnes becomes more public and like, Oh yes, sir. This is, uh, I don't even, I don't know what that guy's name is, but I just know he marches yeah. in Portland. He's always in front and whoever's there who's white, who leads it is like, Go get Jose. Bring Jose up here. And like he's always up front right next to the guy. Yeah. Um, then they're going to be like, all right, well, so Gavin. Well, I mean, it's like, the, you know, like all the all the uh, all the word that came out from the Proud Boys afterwards was just like, we're just a social drinking club, not a not yeah. a hate organization. Yeah. I don't know why we're getting so much attention. It's just like just because you meet at bars doesn't mean you're just a drinking organization. Like, yeah. And uh, that's because if we go back to Gavin McGinnis writings from the 90s where he's just like white men are superior. We are we will allow other men of other races to be in our presence so long as they accept white men's superiority over them. Um, oh, that could be really taken out of context. I hope people don't edit that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, if they have to come out and say, "Here are the bylaws of the new group, the yeah. Prouder Boys," that the Prouder Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that brings McGinnis back to, into the forefront, and I think then they risk losing and splintering because I do think there are a lot of stupid people, like maybe the people in the chat right now, who are like, oh, no, I, I totally, dr I'm, I would be in the Proud Boys if I knew how to join a chapter. And then, then Gavin McGinnis gets up there and he starts saying shit like, white men are superior, and as long as other men bow down before us, then they can join us. And then you get those guys who are like, okay, that's it. That, that's, uh, I mean, that sounds a little racist. I don't yeah. know if you would want to do that. And then they're like, we need to purge our nation of all men who are not at least partially of white lineage. And you're like, all right, I'm out. I, yeah. When you say purge, you mean kill, right? Yes, absolutely. Kill. All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But that's what I think. I think after Charlottesville, you especially have to be quick on that trigger of the I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought we were be. just having to unite the right rally. <laughs> like I'm on the right side yeah. of the spectrum. I'm not yeah. Antifa or anything. Well, you know, if you're not Antifa, that makes you fascist. It does not. <laughs> how dare you? I mean, I just want to burn down national parks. Where, is that? <laughs> Where does that put me on the political spectrum? I don't know. Libertarian. I'm, I'm very angry all the time, and I need to burn things. Where, where, where do I go for that? I almost said kleptomaniac. That's not what it is. What is it? It's a, a pyromaniac. Pyromaniac, yeah. yes, uh, who's obsessed with fire. That um, could also could be taken out of context. So, <laughs> just so you know, I was doing a character there. It was a bit. You don't want to burn down national parks? No, I love national parks. I mean, I thought you didn't like anything that was... Uh, you're a libertarian, right? No roads, no national parks, no libraries, no NASA. Ah, uh, but I'm a, I'm a Roosevelt Republican. I love national parks. I'm all about expanding the, the greatness of oh. our national land. Now the trains and, and NASA make sense. They didn't really exist when Roosevelt was around <laughs> it's I will support highways absolutely the cars the it's American like, way it's like, a, it's like a uh, uh, originalist in the yeah. Supreme Court they, they they only focus on what happened when the Constitution was written yes. anything past that is just like ah well we figured it out somehow from this document so we'll continue on yeah originalist uh, is a really great I'm, way for white I'm like a, I'm a teddyist where it's like if it didn't exist then Homeland Security fuck this thing why do we need it <laughs> I, I do like a original ice. What in my martini? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where, where's my eyes going? Uh, why do we need a department of ice? 
<laughs> but uh, originalist is a real easy way for white men on the Supreme Court and also Clarence Thomas because reasons Clayton Bixby um, <laughs> to say let's keep things real white because that's yeah. essentially what it comes down to uh, especially uh, Coney Barrett it's especially kind of the same way well um, r- real quick let's yeah. let's let's go on to uh, b- more of the worst presidential week ever yeah here, because ahead. we talked about it a little bit last week after the debate but there's a couple of things that I feel like need a little bit more uh time discussed here sure like uh the fact that trump paid 750 dollars in income tax for two years and then uh didn't for 10 of 15 years that he was paying over the last 15 years basically i wonder what the bill was for walter reed for him to be there for the last four days oh god i mean like uh, what would it what would it be if it was a real thing that people would get charged for i mean because that's that's the problem like i i don't know unless you have white glove insurance like yeah. you're a a king somewhere or a, a a super rich celebrity like or a dictator from Central Africa yeah or something like, yeah. yeah the Shah of Iran when he came to get his heart yeah surgery. either Coney or Kardashian yeah <laughs> they could both get the same sort of thing going on here yeah. uh, you would have to think it's hundreds of thousands of dollars for that kind of care I mean four days worth I I, I think you're hitting seven figures. You and might eight very well suite with private security and a staff of 10 dedicated to See, you. See, But I think that the question would then be if you had the security that you were paying for before you walked in. OK, true. So, I mean, like the Secret Service are getting paid regardless of whether or not like even if Trump just stays at the house all the time, there still has to There's be a Secret Service. Right. So how but I mean, a staff of 10 doctors mm-hmm. uh, and that's 10 doctors. That doesn't include the nurses, the support staff, everyone who's just there for him. Yeah. Ten doctors, including a cardiopulmonologist, which is, I think, what the uh, the guy who kept coming out and saying, I can't talk about it. And I'm just <laughs> like, you don't do press a lot. All right. Good for you, buddy. Uh, he's also in the military. So maybe you know. he thinks he can run for Congress like Ronnie Jack- Jackson is. Oh, man, I bet you. <sighs> you remember when he gave that that press conference like early on? He's like, uh, Trump is incredibly fit. Like, yeah. he's uh, basically a muscle man. You, if you The suit really. uh it's confusing because like when he when he opened up his his button down shirt, it was just a rippling six pack of abs. I thought I was doing a, a physical on Usher. There's a lot. Be there was a lot of flowy fabric <laughs> like, over top of it. He had but. that V. You've seen that V before. It's amazing. Anyway, but this this doctor <laughs> is young and relatively attractive and in the military. Yeah. So maybe he does. Maybe he's like, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to be the next Ben Carson. Only <laughs> better. <laughs> Smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's got like a, a cardiopulmonary specialist. He's got a, a cardiothoracic surgeon on call just in case they need to intubate him. Like 10 people on call all the time, plus support staff, plus eight room suite. That's got to be seven figures for the yeah. four day stay. Oh, I'm sure. And he paid $758 in taxes. In yeah. And then, and then part of that was the one year he really had to pay taxes was when he was doing so well from The Apprentice. Uh, so he had to pay like 70 million dollars in taxes or something that year and then there was a thing uh because it was around 2008 when uh obama basically put it out like you could get back some of the taxes you paid if there is a reason for like a hardship or like yeah Yeah, yeah. or some sort of problem that like this will help you float you like it's basically like we'll give you your money back and you can just pay us back later kind of thing unless you've proven that you've done a, a immaculate good with it yeah and uh, Trump was just like, no, I'll take all that money back. And yeah. then he did. Now he's fighting that in court. Uh, and That's the case yeah. that the IRS is facing him. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, that just needs to remain out there. As well as uh, Melania, hope she gets better soon. I, <laughs> like Absolutely. I, I, you know, no no hate on Melania except for uh, she hates Christians, apparently, because she... Christmas. Christmas. Well, Christmas, specific, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she said Christians. Well, but. she said, like, these people, so I assume there's some sort of, like, the oh, Christian... Oh, I assume that was a race reference. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> she just jumps around a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, Trumpers, uh, Trump himself, like... Also, by the way, how did Melania contract it? I assume she's social distancing from Trump at all <laughs> times. I don't... Yeah. I don't know, uh, I guess, being in a closed car. Yeah, I... I'm just waiting for Baron to start putting out TikToks like Kellyanne's daughter. Oh, God, please do <laughs> Somebody get Baron a TikTok already. <laughs> or somebody who looks like Baron start a TikTok, and I will follow it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> I'm loose on the details. I just I just need the comedy. I need the entertainment. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so uh, also she, she didn't understand why people were upset about everything that was going on down at the border. Yeah. Like uh, parroting a lot of the same, like, they tell the kids that they're going to be killed by drug gangs if when asked at the border, like why they're coming up here. And it's like they teach them to say that. And it's just like all the while there might be parents who say, like, if the police ask you why you're trying to get into America, say the gangs and violence and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, I found that mo- I, you know, we, you could argue about how violent any part of Central or South America that these people are em- emigrating from are. But at the same time, like. Why question? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, well, Corey, it's not as if we not, cause the violence that's down there. Happening. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if uh, I kind of feel like if people are fleeing from Venezuela, it's sort of our fault <laughs> in a way. It's not like we trained the death squads at the uh, uh, University of the Americas to more effectively murder civilians and thus <laughs> or just randomly at different points during our history decided to just get involved in some sort of coup that turned into like. A right-wing yeah. fascist government coming to power and dropping people out of helicopters. You remember when we gave weapons to Osama bin Laden? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy times. Things changed so remember quick. Remember when the Taliban <laughs> was sitting on a couch in the White House meeting yeah. with Dick Cheney? Oh, God. The 80s are crazy. Memories. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, I think that brings us... I, I cut you off earlier, and I want to give you the chance to talk about... Uh, because I, another misunderstanding I think people were having from Facebook is... I talked to several people who said, well, look at the, well, one, look at the president. Don't, he has socialized medicine. You don't. Um, but look at, well, you know, if, if I get sick, I go to the hospital for a few days and, uh, maybe it sucks. Maybe, maybe I get on a ventilator, but 92, 98% of people recover from this. It's a 2% death rate. And yeah, that includes the very old. Well, especially now too. I mean, like when it first started kicking off, there was a lot more deaths and that was because people were not like it slammed the system. They, yep. were, they weren't repaired. People, people were dying figured, in hallways. People have figured out a little bit how to how to treat people and get them get them better quicker, yep. uh, including, you know, like when you get really sick, you get steroids like the president did while he was Wait, at Walter the way, Reed. The reason Mr. President, the reason you felt so amazing coming yeah. out of uh, Walter Reed is the steroids. <laughs> when you come out, when you do a, bat, a round of steroids, you feel amazing. Wait. Just, just wait one week. Yeah. This is going to be the worst week of your life. <laughs> <laughs> wait till your B12 shot wears out. <laughs> Ooh, dog, it's not going to be good. Uh, yeah. But, but, but yeah. Uh, I, I, it is. Uh, well, I just, how about I, this? Let's just compare. God, let's hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. But if each of us was to get sick. Right. What would the scenario be? So for me, 
I have insurance through my employer, mm-hmm. uh, which I pay $111 a month for. Okay. So over the course of the year, I would have paid, oh God, math, uh, $1,500, a little less than that, 1400 and some at 111 a month for 12 months. I mean, it would be like 52 weeks. Oh, a month. I'm sorry. 111 a month. Yeah, 111 a month. Yeah, so 1200 1200 bucks. Yeah. So I paid 1200 bucks over the course of the month. My employer's paid about double that. Um, my yearly max, out-of-pocket max, is 1700 not including certain extra services. Yeah. Like, I had to pay something else if I get um, more than five days in the hospital. There's an additional thing that they can yeah, toss yeah, yeah. on it. Uh, so all in all, the max I can be forced to pay is $5,500. And right now I have paid twenty. Yeah. One visit to the doctor <laughs> and my outpatient care at the uh, clinic that I went to was covered. They just didn't want to touch my cards or my cash. So they were like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's on us. Um, so it's not worth the 20 bucks. <laughs> so I have fifty four hundred and eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. So if I was to find myself testing positive and that went worst case scenario and I had to go for a three week time in the hospital emergency room. Yeah. Uh, Ambulance ride to the hospital, eight hundred dollars easy. Yeah. Emergency room intake, another fifteen hundred. Uh, three weeks in the hospital, including one week in intensive care, probably looking at seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, intubation and ventilation, probably another twenty five or thirty thousand. If I have a visit with a specialist, if they have to give me Demerol, not Demerol, the the D one that they give everybody who has COVID, I can't remember. I can't um, remember either. Whatever it is. All those special drugs, all to all in, I'm probably looking at $200,000. Mm-hmm. All right. So $200,000 in, I have to pay out of pocket $5,480. Yeah. Because no matter what, that's my max that I have to pay in a year. Uh, now, if that happens at the end of the year and they roll me over to, if I get in there January 1st, trust and believe, the next fifty. $500 max is going to apply and they're yeah. going to hit me for the next 5,400. The other thing about that is it's Kaiser and everything's done under the umbrella of one doctor, essentially one doctor, one service. So if I have a huge bill, I can't pay. They'll also work with me and I can make a payment to I, one place. I also worry though, that uh, just seeing how I'm seeing insurance behave elsewhere. Yeah. That I'm worried that insurance is going to start, claiming a lot of people have to pay for things that they thought they were going to not have to pay for. And that's a question. And there's sure. going to be a lot of like, do you want to argue with us over $20,000? Because we will run up more than $20,000 worth of legal fees and we will win. Then yes. you have to pay that too. So yes. uh, how much do you want to go round and round with us on this? Like, But I mean, even the worst case scenario, I'm not, I'm paying a fraction of the $250,000 bill yeah. from this incident. So that is my situation. Right. Somewhere between five and twenty thousand dollars out of pocket, probably closer to five. So I'm assuming that as an American, you probably have about the same situation if you were to come up positive. No. Okay, well I mean I so I'm currently making hundred and thirty dollars a week. Oh, okay. Uh which is less than what I need to be able to pay rent <laughs> and you know, bills and all that sort of stuff, but I'm figuring out ways to make it work. Uh, OnlyFans.com I... forward slash <laughs> You don't have to tell everybody about this Just, <laughs> Those are the people on my secret Snapchat Alright <laughs> uh, 
I don't know why people are so fascinated with my feet, but you know. I was gonna go with the feet. I was gonna say I bet it's feet pictures. Oh man. There's a there's a subsection of the internet which is like astounded by like Fred Flintstone feet, and I, yeah. I fit that market very well. So I think there's probably also a group that would just watch you eat, <laughs> just fascination with you eating, just a bowl of cereal. There's like those Chinese like live streaming websites all day where they just watch people like do like inane living things. There and, is like, a girl who makes 150k a month eating. Yeah, people tell her to eat stuff. She goes and buys it. She eats it. They pay for the thing she eats, and then she eats it, and they pay her. I'll just put up a YouTube video of me like eating a pie and see how well it goes to see if it picks up. <laughs> Only if it's memeable will that actually get picked up. That's uh title, Fat Kid Eats Pie. Now we're talking. <laughs> that might get you rich. But anyway, uh, so yeah. So So yes, I I uh I'm currently sort of running at a deficit uh as far as my living is going. Uh but if I were to get sick, hope and pray that I don't go to the hospital. And that I can just ride it out here uh, because if I do, then I don't have health insurance that I can, like, lean on right now. Uh, and, and that means they keep you in the ER as long as possible. Right. And then any of that is sort of – I negotiate it down, but I'm basically paying whatever the full amount is, which will surely bankrupt me. Mm-hmm. And – uh, I wouldn't be able to get an apartment out here anymore, and right. I wouldn't be able to uh, work in film anymore, and I would have to probably go home to Maryland and figure out some sort of job that I can do while I live somewhere where I can afford, like, you know. Move, move back home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, it could go very wrong. That's that's absolutely for certain. Yeah. yeah I, also, by the way, uh, at the first inclination that I might be sick, I would go to the doctor because yeah. why not? What the yeah. fuck am I paying for this for every single month? Right. Uh, which isn't true because uh, I also at the beginning of this, I was like, I feel like the doctor's more dangerous. Now, though, I feel like they figured it out and they are doing the whole. I mean, they're sort I mean. of they're sort of saying, though, that. From what I'm what I'm gathering is that like if you feel like you're riding it out all right, then stay home. Like unless you are certainly having trouble, like don't come to the hospital per se. I had four consultations with my doctor in a weekend, two of which were video calls, mm-hmm. and all told, it was three hours worth of me talking to the doctor. So even at that, I wonder what that charge is. They. Didn't charge me anything because yeah. at the time they said, well, you have the right to come in. But if you choose to do a phone consultation, we won't charge you your deduct, uh, your uh, visit fee because they were trying to keep you. Away. Yeah. Now they actually would still charge me the fee for it. So whatever. But I, I wouldn't hesitate to call the doctor and then push for a in-person visit. Mm-hmm. Like I do not feel well. I need to come in and be looked at. I need to get tested. We like need to dive into this thing. Um, maybe I need to go to the hospital. I don't know. But I'd rather come you first and then have you. Way, Tell me because it's mm-hmm. Kaiser. Send me two doors down to the <laughs> hospital, the hospital yeah. and I'll go uh, check in. You know what I mean? Like, but I wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> but meanwhile, what you said is I'm going to ride it out as long as I possibly can. At yeah. Home. Uh, get to the point that Roberto is calling me and saying, hey, uh, we got to go and I need help carrying him to the car. That's where we are. So yeah. <laughs> he's literally blue. Yeah. Like, we I should probably know. get him to a hospital. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to do that thing where we uh, drive real fast or drive real slow through the uh, entrance and just shove him out the back seat <laughs> into the uh, entryway. Just put me on a skateboard and wish me luck <laughs> <laughs> behind the car. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, like and, you know, the problem is that there are 
more people than ever who are at the point where I am at than where you are at. The people who I, I, I feel like there's a, a much different attitude of the people who have health insurance <laughs> and like, you know, and a lot of people had health insurance through their jobs. So they thought they were good and then they lost their job and now they oh. don't have health insurance anymore. And then, you know, the other thing that you'll find is like, it, you know, if you're like me where you go to look into getting health insurance and then you realize that the cost of all of it is, you know, un- untenable, really, like, you know, I can't afford to pay, you know, like if it was if it was the hundred dollars a month, I could figure out a way to make it make it work kind of thing. But if it's the five hundred dollars a month, like, well, Corey, I don't know it's if you a, know, it's a car pan- payment, like the pandemic on. Yeah, I know it's now the time to make their money. That's what they're doing. Right, obviously, this and and uh, I, I, it, I don't know. Like it, it's it's a real tough balancing act, and I, I, I think in places in the U.S. like in the Midwest when there weren't a lot of cases, like I feel like people were just like, well, it's just never going to come here. So what do I have to worry about it? Yep. It's like it's eventually gets everywhere, <laughs> and like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm at the very least thankful that a lot of people are wearing more masks than it seems elsewhere you know like it even though it seems there's less masks being worn now than there have been before yep. it's still like well i feel like there are three groups of people in this current state of the pandemic yeah there are people who have insurance mm-hmm. and thus feel insulated generally younger also but they just generally are like fuck it i am tired i the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it, but they're yeah. over it. They're ready to go back to life. Yeah. And if a restaurant says, hey, we have outdoor seating, the tables are seven inches apart and no one has masks on because we're eating and drinking. Because it's alfresco. It's alfresco, <laughs> right? So those are the people who are rushing out and going to restaurants and hanging out with a bunch of people and not realizing the the lesson that I learned in high school health class about like, yeah, it's not just about the people you're with. It's about the people who they were with and the people who they were with. And yeah. because there's a lag, you have to look at seven days, not yesterday. So where were you seven days ago? And where was everybody you're with seven days ago? But then there are people on the other side who like you are ultra cautious because they know that being not cautious could mean the end of their lives, basically not just yeah. death, but changes that will be astronomical for them. Yeah. And both of them are looking at each other saying you're overreacting to the situation. Well, I mean like in and you know to say end of end of what I like want to do and like it, it seems almost like uh unfair that like no other for no other reason than we weren't taking this seriously enough I got sick like yep. And there's people in the middle like me who have good health insurance but also have a prefrontal cortex and can say, Hey, there are a lot of people who don't, and I am around those people. And even though I have good insurance, we should start acting like, you know, there's a pandemic. Well, there's very few of people like me. Unfortunately, I think, I think furthering that point, like if I was, I love Vegas. I go to Vegas many times a year and it's cheap as shit right now. Yes. And you know what? Uh, there's the, there's the logic in my head. We're like, well, listen, medical people go into the hospital every day with coronavirus people mm-hmm. and they're wearing the, the mask. They're wearing the face shield. But, the, you know, the mask seems to be doing enough to protect them that not everyone is getting sick at their at their work at the hospital. Yep. So the mask works to to some extent. 
I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of it works until it doesn't there i'm sure there somebody's gonna send me a study where it's just like well you know 20 percent of nurses are all sick right now and i'm just yeah. like okay well not <laughs> Very anymore because yeah. a lot of them had it already and now well, they've recovered yeah, but i mean like i'm just saying like you know it, it seems like you know there's a way to do this safely wear the mask you know wear a face shield don't expose yourself outside of your hotel room or something like that there's a way you could do vegas right mm-hmm. and i i think that there's people out there who are like well at what point am i allowed to do it because then i'm gonna do it right because there's the first third who are just like I- i've been waiting for vegas to reopen they're open tomorrow i'm, I'm going, going tomorrow yeah. yeah then there's the other people who are just like i don't want to go the first day it opens but I'm going to let it be open for a month and see how it works. I'm going to let that surge hit its peak <laughs> before I go. And if I if I can see for the first month that they're open, like there's no cases and it's perfectly safe and they figured it out somehow, then I'm going to uh, maybe I'll go. I'll go then. What after- about the time that everybody gets lazy and starts being so strict yeah. on all the rules? That's when I want to jump in there. <laughs> and then there's the the people on the extreme end who are just like, there's no way I can I can rationalize this. Like how how in the world do you do you go and say you can? A like why would you go? Part of me is like I'd love to just get away. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to just go somewhere else and like be under the stars of some other place in the universe right now, just to change it a little bit. Yep. Because uh, I'm feeling that wanderlust and stuff like that 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 always causes me trouble when I <laughs> when I don't listen to it. Uh, we we uh. I could get a hotel in Vegas. I could spend three days there writing, but at the same time, I'm paying fifty bucks a night for a hotel room, as well as whatever the rent is back Plus here. Yeah, and just so I could not be in the place I was before, but be somewhere different. Now, if you can make the rationalization, like you know, I'm going to be, uh, I don't have a pool, so this might be a place with a pool. I could go to for a weekend. Yeah. I could rash. I could see how that works. Or like, you but just then I have go to be to, at a public pool. Or you would just want to go to like, a, you know, a, a, a national park or something like that. Sure. You just want to camp. Like, you just need to get out of LA. You just need to camp somewhere. <laughs> like, I, I could, you know, I can see a way you could do it safely. I just don't. Well, I, it's I, it's so worrisome because you don't know where the the people around you have been. That's the that's the always the concern. That's I, the problem. It's I the other people. Down, it's not the thing. It's the other people. Well, and, you know, like, I, I just got tested negative again, so I'm feeling confident that I'm currently not sick. Yes. But, like, you know, you there's, a, a I feel like, a, multiple times a week opportunities where I'm just like, that might have been it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the scooter, I'm in the bike lane, and then there's just five homeless people, like, surrounding the bike lane, c- coughing and smoking, and, like, just like I'm trying to like get through or like, you know, a bunch of people walking one way on the sidewalk and you're just like, there's no way I can cross to the other side. What do I do? Do I just hold my breath for a few minutes while I walk past this crowd? Yeah. Like, you, you know, does that even help? Like, d- does holding your breath make any kind of tangible difference in your life? I don't no, know. but I think almost all of us are doing it, too. Yep. Also, I think I'm throwing off my jaw because when I wear the mask, I like gritting teeth. I did. No, I, I just knew like uh, the. The, the strong jaw to like keep it like keep everything tight keep it tight yeah so i'm just like underneath the mask it's just <laughs> thing for the video people um uh, but no i i i pay for a service for people who weren't watching the video i basically looked like uh orson wells doing the orange routine in the godfather yes yeah, yeah. Uh, ah. or, or uh <laughs> any english bulldog that you've ever had um I, I pay for a service that gives me travel like travel deals yeah and it's funny because uh today i got a deal uh go to uh the islands of greece with all the white buildings um starts with an m anybody no 
in Greece. Mykonos. Maldives? Mykonos, Greece. Wow. And uh, it's beautiful. And I could travel all the way there and stay for a week and travel back yeah. for $700. Yeah. And I was like, well, $700 is a lot of money. Then I went to Time Hop and I realized that I had screenshot this exact same deal last year when it was $1,000 for the flight. Plus hotel, plus food, plus this is seven hundred dollars for the trip. Yeah, and I'm just like all in. Oh man, that really. Oh, it would be really nice to go, and I've always wanted to go to Greece, and I can go to this nice island. But then I'm like, it's the other people. Yeah. It's the other people who see that, and they weren't looking for that deal. They were like, oh, well, yeah, uh, I went to Vegas last weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go to TJ next weekend, and the weekend after that, I'll go to Greece. <laughs> Those are the people I'm scared of. I want to go see my well, family. I want to fly home to go see my family, but also, I'm thinking more about the other people. Also, I heard a lot of stories, like just specifically when Vegas opened, where wherever in the world was shut down at that moment, people were flocking to Vegas from there. And so it's shut down because the numbers are high. So if like Georgia shut down because like <laughs> things were out of control, all the people who were in Georgia were just flying to Vegas so that they could go like drink and party and not have to wear masks and yeah. stuff like that. And then they'd go back to where they came from and bring the COVID back again. Like, I hate human beings so much. I mean like so very much. sometimes, sometimes I go back to the, uh, to the beginning when we were all stuck in the house and we were all finding, trying to find some sort of reason to have to leave. Yeah. And it was just like, if we all just do our part and stay in for two weeks, we could crush this thing. And nobody did. Nobody that. did. <laughs> so. And here we are eight months later. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are over an hour already. Let's, uh, lightning round these last okay. few topics. So, uh, up first, Brianna Taylor. Yes. Uh, we've talked about this case over the last few weeks. We were very upset a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks ago? Was it last week? I think it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. When the grand jury brought down. Well, I mean, we were upset in the way that this is exactly how we thought it was going to happen. And we were hoping against hope that for whatever reason this would be different. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and apparent there is a lawsuit undergo- underway right now to release not only the grand jury uh Trans- so part of the transcript was already released. It was the questions asked by the grand jury to the prosecutor. Yeah. But they are pushing to have the entire record released. That would include all the evidence that the prosecutor offered and to allow the grand jurors to talk about what they talked about in the grand jury. Mm-hmm. And that is because the grand jurors were instructed not to look up any more information about the case. And apparently they didn't. Some of them didn't anyway. And then they came out of the grand jury and said, Whoa, there's a lot more stuff out there than what was presented to us, and they want to discuss how bad a job the prosecutor did. And it, it was one, they filed a lawsuit, or someone filed on their behalf. Now it's going to be two. The likelihood is that more will come out. So, uh, although no justice for Breonna Taylor, um, it looks as if there may be change in the system, including the elected prosecutor who uh, may now have to face the truth of what evidence he presented in that case, which was probably nothing. Um, any comment? Any comment on that? Oh, I, I don't know who's calling me twice in a row. So, mm. Mm. yeah, got them bitches on his phone. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that your OnlyFans line? Should we let you go? <laughs> we'll I don't want to interfere with your rent money or anything. We'll be good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> Roberto laughing at the only. It's just a one-man audience at this point. I'm just trying to entertain Roberto. The uh, <laughs> taking pictures of the beat. Where's my feet, motherfucker? <laughs> I paid twenty dollars off each shot. It's nine p.m. You know what time that is? That's feet you know time. what time feet time is. <laughs> Sorry, Brianna Taylor. Yeah, Brianna Taylor. Sorry about this. 
Uh, this very inappropriate sidebars we're having. Uh, yeah, you know you fucked up when the grand jury like starts doing the research after the fact, yeah. and you start learning so much about the case. Like, I there was a part of me that felt like the OJ jury, like probably got out, and like got to react to it, like how the media was covering the thing, and they were Damn. just like. Wow, we missed all of that. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't hear any of it. And that's the thing people forget is the jurors, while they're being sequestered, they only know what's presented. They don't see the nine hours of media coverage after that. Well, not only that, but like, you know, they, they talk to one another during the days that, you know, like throughout the course of the trial, they're they're talking when they're being sequestered to one another. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're 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 not supposed to, but they, they do. At lunch. At <laughs> yeah. Day, like, yeah. Uh, and. You know, you, you don't know. A lawyer can can give you a very specific view of a case, and if you were watching the the case on television and then watching five hours of cable news coverage of how every little play by play of it happened, yeah, then you have a very different appreciation for it than if you were in the jury box. You oh, know, yeah. so like, so this and, drug and the grand jury department, <laughs> yeah, and in the grand jury box, even more specifically, because it's not like. You know, somebody else's. There's a defense in there who is tr- who's trying to get their part of the story out too. Yeah. You have to decide between these conflicting. You know, was this just a nun on her way to church, or was this a mass murderer? Like the two people are going to convince me, one or the other. Like I have to take the evidence that I'm given to make a decision as to which one of these two things the woman is. Like, yeah, I was gonna. Say, it's it's the difference between a scale, like. Which side is heavier? Yeah. And essentially the thing of like, I'm adding water in and just tell me if this gets to the right level. If it doesn't hit the right level, then we don't do anything. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, which side is the heavier side? It's mm-hmm. so much easier to make a decision and more clear to make a decision yeah. than trying to fill a thing and saying, is that enough? Is that enough for a charge? <laughs> so, uh, it, and again, it should be easy for prosecutors because they could have got charged if they wanted. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Next uh, part of the uh, the lightning round, I'm going to make this super quick. Can we chill on spooky season already, guys? Listen, like, you already have ruined Christmas for me. I don't like Christmas anymore because it starts, you know, two days <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've ruined Thanksgiving for me because it starts um, right after back to school. Yeah. But at least the people who were into Halloween were like, this is goddamn sacred. We're going to call the first half of this season pumpkin spice season. Then we're going to call it spooky season. And only the back half of the month where we actually celebrate Halloween. But now we're creeping in and it's already started. And I'm very upset about it. Don't ruin Halloween for me. So this was a totally new one for me. This this must be happening like somewhere where I'm unaware of. Oh, because yeah. I was watching John Oliver last night and they were talking about it there. Yeah. And I was like, I, I literally looked at Roberto and I looked at Rachel and I was just like, have you ever heard anyone say spooky season before? And That's there was just a bunch of no's. And I'm just like, I just assumed it was like a, like the, the guy who writes copy for all the, the same, like her stations. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just that like, y'all got to talk about spooky season. Cause it's October 1st. And people are just like, what the fuck is spooky? season? Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's spooky. spooky season. season is upon <laughs> us. So, uh, this happens sometimes too with, uh, uh, like greeting card companies and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll start pushing out the like, uh, uh, it, it became a thing with like when you have two moms, like you can't have mother's day for like, if you uh, have a lesbian 
motherhood couple. You don't give them both Mother's Day. Yeah, it's not like the same day. So it's like, you know, like there was like I feel like there was a push by like greeting card companies to get people out there to say like, you know, like. So what you want to do is you want to do alternate weekends like one is, you know, the weekend before is Mother's Day A and the weekend of Mother's Day is Mother's Day B. Yeah. And then you alternate them year to year mm-hmm. so that by two each, cards, two gifts, each yeah. mother gets the Mother's Day thing on the on the on actual Mother's Day every alternating year. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, shut up. Like, this is, all, this is all to sell more cards. Like, you don't give a shit. Number one, you don't give a shit if there's gay couples other than the fact that you can get two Mother's Day cards out of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, you just you're, you're just happy that these people can get married because they can get Mother's Day and Father's Day cards and flowers. Yeah. And like, and and first, yeah, I'll bet. So I, like, I, I really attribute the spooky season thing happening earlier because pe- most people who are adults and have jobs like me uh forgot that uh, you like they know october means halloween and they're like i gotta get on this boat for halloween mm. and then it's the 29th and you're like fuck i forgot my costume i forgot everything <laughs> i don't have any candy oh what am i gonna do but they're all at home now yeah. and they just have nothing going on so it's just like oh wait october 1st that's halloween let's <laughs> I mean, start celebrating i'm not gonna uh, what am i gonna do like <laughs> I am I'm not, not gonna shit. I'm not gonna get a costume. I'm not gonna do anything. So like, I, I, we're gonna probably do a remote Christmas party for my work. So I'm probably gonna have a costume. Halloween to, party, you mean? Halloween party. What did yeah, I say? Christmas. Christmas? Yeah, yeah. No. Remote yeah. Halloween party, and we're do a, a Halloween costume competition, and uh, we're gonna do Movember. So yeah. I'm gonna try to figure out how to shave my beard for the costume, and then have it shaved for to get a one day head start. You could be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't have the equipment to be. Aaron Rogers, so <laughs> I don't know if you remember that Olivia Munn picture, but, uh, <laughs> woo. All right. Uh, do you want to explain the Armenia? So I, I don't think that I can give it justice in the lightning round, but I'll just say, uh, I will, uh, do an episode of Rob explains about the Armenia or Azerbaijan conflict and what's happening in the Nagorno Karabakh province. So if you're interested in why, if you live in LA and you're wondering why the Armenians are out protesting every day, or if you live in New York, or Chicago, or any major city, and you see Armenians out protesting, I'll explain why on yeah. an episode this week of Rob Explains. So go they check shut, it out there. They shut down the freeway, and I didn't see one people on social media. But like, why is this freeway getting yeah. shut down? Uh, you got to be in certain parts. You got to be on real far leftist Twitter. Uh, I saw why they were yeah. shutting down the freeway. <laughs> I would say, like, I, I, you know, like uh, when they were shutting down the freeway for George Floyd... I was seeing a lot of like, this is irresponsible and I can't believe they're doing this. And what if there's an emergency and they're blocking people mm-hmm. from getting to work mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden the Armos are out on the 101 and it's just like, Godspeed. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this, Corey. <laughs> like, they're white. Oh, that's why. I mean, now. <laughs> so are the George Floyd people for the most part, but eh, <laughs> fighting for something that wasn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Armenians are white. Now, but as we can, uh, as we can clearly see, uh, there's a progression in which 20 years from now, Roberto will be white. Um, right now the Armenians are white, but Roberto is not 20 years ago. The Armenians would not have been white and Roberto is very far from being white. Uh, 50 years before that, you would not have been white. Mm. Mr. Irishman. Yeah. I would have been. Yeah. Luckily enough. Well, my, the, the double dip of the Irish and the Catholic. Oh. Yeah, like terrible. <laughs> like not allowed. Uh what is it? Is it dead rabbits? Is that the Catholics? Yeah. Uh native born um, you got you, it's uh five points. The uh Gangs of New York. Yeah. Oh. Uh mm. I am uh the actor that you really like, Phantom Thread. Daniel Day Lewis. I'm yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, you're Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> nice. 
I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Let me rethink that. The priest. Anyway, yes, go uh, ahead. We have one last thing. One last item. Uh, and for that, we have to take a super quick trip down to sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, sports ball. That was almost as bad as when I get caught off guard and I have to do it. So, uh, well, at least Roberto doesn't have a mic where he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but he's also not vamping. And we also did not vamp to fill the time. So I just stared we at just him and waited for him to stare at him. <laughs> it's great. This whole producer thing is work, working out wonderfully. Hey, it's not, I'm not stressed about it. It works for me. <laughs> so uh, six years ago today. Uh, was a very memorable day. And actually, uh, this is weird because it's not only sports ball, but it's also like... History? Life before COVID. Yeah. And also, <laughs> so many things we've talked about today are wrapped up in this memory. Well, you burger know... Cook- sharing burger cookies with strangers. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's so incredible about this is that uh, it, it reminds me of, like, I feel like there's a part in everyone's life where they can just fucking get up and go. Like, yep. they, you know, like... Uh, I used to do this all the time where I was just like, I want cheesesteaks, but I don't want just any old cheesesteak. I want a Philly cheesesteak. And I was just like, I can't go to Philly. It's only, it's an hour and a half away. And I'm like, what the fuck do I care? It's an hour, I have nothing to do tonight. So I yeah. would drive up to Philly. I'd get a cheesesteak. I'd drive back down. Like back in the day where, you know, gas was like a dollar a gallon. You, didn't, you yeah. didn't care about like taking long drives to Philly just for a cheesesteak or like, anything wait, like that. Wait, where's Anna Alec playing? Yes, I'll drive up and see her, <laughs> and then I'll be nine hours late to work the next day. It's fine. But, I mean, like, you you know, uh, it, this was one of those moments. So, uh, Delman Young, uh, the Orioles are playing the Tigers in the ALDS. Uh, the Orioles are down by three, or down by two. Down by two. Delman Young hits a double with the bases no, wait, loaded. Wait, wait. See, you're burying, you're burying the lead there. Yeah. They're down by two, and they're down by two for at least two innings. I want to say that yeah. they went up in the uh, Tigers went up in the fifth. We didn't answer in the fifth. And then sixth and seventh passes. And I do believe it was you who said, you know, if the Orioles win this, they could actually wrap it in Detroit. Yeah. And because we were so bored because they were down by two, we're just like, oh, yeah, it's only an eight-hour drive. Like, eh. Well, no, that started, that started at Pickles before. Oh, was it at Pickles before? Yeah, because we were just sort of like joking around. We were just like... Oh, if they close it out? Yeah, well, you know, if they close it out, they're not going to play tomorrow. They'll play the next day. And we just have to get to Detroit. But On like, Saturday. Yeah, and then we started doing the, like, how much is the flight to Detroit? And then we're just oh, like, right, you know, it's only an eight-hour drive. We could probably just drive there. And then... These conversations just sort of happened on the background as the game was going on, but the Orioles were losing, yep. so it wasn't yeah. as big of a deal. Well, they got, up, they got up early in the game and then got down, and yeah. they got down further. And it's yeah. like, all right, now it's the eighth inning, yeah, down by two. Things are not looking promising. Right. But – go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Delman Young hits a double. It's oh, well, first, like, yeah. oh, get a single, yeah. and then I forget who was on second. He gets on. Who's on second? What's on third? Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. J.J. Hardy's on first, though. J.J., I, I remember Hardy was on first because I remember the call. But um, <laughs> but so first single, and it's like, mm. all right, guys, calm down. It's playoff baseball in uh, in yeah. Baltimore, so everybody loses their minds. And then immediately it's like, okay. <sighs> okay, another single. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then J.J. Hardy gets on, and it's like base is loaded. And then losing their mind because yeah. Delman Young – in the years before that, had always been clutch in the playoffs. 
and then released by the team that he was clutch well, for. Well, because he always made he made awful decisions. That's that's really the problem. He was a good player who made awful decisions and couldn't be trusted to stay out of trouble. Yeah. So uh, I don't remember all the awful indiscretions that he got involved in, but I know that that one of them in particular was really awful, and I must have just blocked it out of my mind. But he had a double, and I, towards I, us, I've by never the way. never felt unsafe at Camden Yards. No. Like I've always felt like it was, you know, it was built to withstand a, a tank or something like that. But the stadium was shaking. Whole it was place. like violently shaking with people jumping up and down and screaming. Uh and the group chat started almost immediately like we got to go to Detroit and finish this thing off. And then you got you also have to consider you know, just for the baseball fans who know what I'm talking about here. That was Scherzer, that was Verlander, and that was Price. And the in three Detroit. games. Yes. Uh, so we faced three of the best pitchers in the majors. One, probably two in this Baltimore. era. Yeah. <laughs> like one, two in Baltimore, and then we had to go to Detroit. Yeah. And we all we said when we went, like we're here for game one or game three. That's it. We yeah. got to go home tomorrow. We all had work the next day. Or Let's something. see what. Yeah. We literally had work the next day. Let's see what. No, no. EP had work the day we got back on yeah. Sunday, and then the rest of us were working Monday. Right. Oh, God, that was an awful weekend. I mean, it was awesome, but it was yeah. also just terrible. Because but I, I got off late Friday. That's when we left. I mean, I, I oh. just, I, I wish more adventure was in my life. Like, yeah. especially, I wish Corona wasn't here and that somebody would just be like, hey, you got to get Santa Fe. And I'm just like, I'll be there. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Just let's go. Let me map let's out the it. charging stations. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, there, there will never be a day where the Delman Young double doesn't, uh, come to my mind, at least in a little bit. And, uh, uh, we went, we, again, feeling, feeling unsafe, never felt unsafe at Camden Yards, but as JJ Hardy was, uh, rounding the bases. And I think that was the first time I ever heard Corey shout, run, you son of a bitch, run. (laughs) The second time would be, uh, uh. At my 30th birthday in yeah, Vegas. That was you? before this, though. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay, so this was the second time. The first time was when you shouted at the car dealer the first time. Uh, oh, my God. That, those were both six years ago, though. <laughs> so your birthday was first because that was January. No, no, no. Six, it would have been six years ago. At, so this would have been October, and then the next birthday is when we went to Vegas. No. Because you went out there for Dirty 30. No, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So this so would have been six year. years ago in so January. Twice in a year, I heard Corey shout, run, you <laughs> motherfucker, run, at somebody who was just trying to do their job. Uh, and then he crossed the... J.J. Uh, Hardy with a beautiful slide, though. And, and then... Uh, then, but being in Detroit and feeling unsafe, like, oh, we won. Oh, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and trying to get back to the car, like the buses that were free... Kind of, yeah. and like just hop on one. Drop you off like halfway up the... <laughs> and then we realized we had to walk to that dark parking lot yeah. full of Detroit Tiger fans where we thought the car might be vandalized. And the uh, the wonderful experience we had playing at the old Tiger Stadium yeah. and watching the Ravens and the Colts, I think, play right before the, the baseball game. Yeah. Went to a bar for that one. That was all, all very cherished and memories. the Detroit fans were very nice. They yeah. left us a very cute note and uh, wished, us, wished the team luck. Yeah. The rest of the playoffs, which we then completely wasted in a four. I will. Game I will put in the in the notes uh, the the original episode from that because we recorded after that whole experience and it, it's worth listening to. It's a very cherished memory. And then, real quick, just I'm just yeah, yeah, super ahead. fast before we get out of here and we're still in sports ball. I would like to say something to the Ravens fans uh, or to the people who don't know how the Ravens work. Yeah. Uh, 
We beat the Washington professional football team. That's what we're supposed to do. We mm-hmm. lost to the Chiefs. Uh, I have a theory that once a year, you never know what game it's going to be, but once a year, John Harbaugh and the coaching staff sort of must have like this thought process going in where it's just like, eh, we'll wing it and we'll be fine. You, you ever have one of those tests where you're like, oh, I'm not going to study, but I know everything I need to know about French history. <laughs> uh, it's going to bog me down. I'll just go in there and wing it. And they, choose, you, they always seem to choose the game where it's like, hey, the rest of your GPA, this <laughs> test. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee in the in the playoffs. Let's just fucking wing it. Let's figure. Uh, Harbaugh, you know, like I, I think Harbaugh is the right coach for this team. I think he's good. Sometimes he just loses us a game, uh, and I think that's sort of what happened there because it seemed like everything was aspiring against us to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd much rather have Harbaugh than like Anthony Lynn because like I watch Charger games and I'm just like, oh, you got two minutes to 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 tie this game up you guys got this and then they run the worst two-minute drill i've ever seen in my life you and kneel twice like, during the two-minute <laughs> drill what are you doing you kneel to this that is spikes. <laughs> uh but the yeah i'll watch i'll watch like really awful coaches and i'll just be like holy shit thank god we don't have we don't have to deal with this at the very least we don't have to deal with bill o'brien you know like we're we're, we're good like and i i talked to a chiefs fan yeah who basically expressed the same thing like they did really well but we never know when Andy Reid is going to have the game where he ruxins himself and he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Statue of Liberty play to the liberation of Puerto Rico. No one's going to be expecting it. And you're like, Andy, I could just throw it downfield. What do you want? No, no, no. This is going to work. You're like, no, well, we the, don't need all that. The other problem with, with Kansas City is they have five incredible weapons, yeah. like better, better than almost any other teams. Like their, their fifth option is almost better than a lot of teams first. So like it's one of those like, yeah, we could keep Tyreek Hill from catching the ball, but then you're just leaving Hardman or Alaire or Mahomes to do whatever the fuck they want. And like, or Kelsey, like, yeah. like what are you going to do? And while Ed Reed used to cover the uh, third of the earth that wasn't covered by water, we don't have Ed Reed anymore. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> anyway, that's it. Just chill out Ravens fans. It'll be fine. We'll still be in the playoffs. And then, uh, uh, Harbaugh's well, already Harbaugh's already had his fuck it game. I feel like this season with yeah, the with the Chiefs one. So hopefully we'll have another chance in the AFC Championship to lose <laughs> to the Chiefs again, so they can go on to the Super Bowl. I hope not. Anyway, uh, if you want more half-assed Ravens content, you know where you could go. Where's that? Oh, theanthem.com. Quarter of theanthem.com. Oh, theanthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five. What's that number again? Four four three two one nine seven five nine five. Uh, you can find more of me and my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, yeah, that's about it right now. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? That's <laughs> all you got? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep an air of mystery about it. Hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> you got the camera on me? Get this ready. Here we go. This will take a while. So, uh, you can find me on all your social networks at Robert and Cheek. Uh, make sure that you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find uh, links to all of my, uh, all the work that I'm doing, including the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek, where you can find the Everyman Movie Review, two episodes per week. Guns Akimbo came out on Thursday. I forgot to put an episode up on Sunday, but I made it just before midnight. So, the newest episode is, is up, which is... Um, I've already forgotten. It's up there. Motherless Brooklyn is coming on Thursday, so keep an eye mm. out for that. And I have episodes pre-done for the next eight weeks, so you're going to make sure to check that out. Uh, if uh, even that many days, we do the Oh, the Anthem podcast once a week, that's too many days in between. I do Everyman Movie Review twice a week. Still too many days in between for you? Great. 
Rob Explains, every single day, new content. You can check it out, anchor.fm forward slash Rob Explains, uh, or uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but it's a daily trivia podcast. It's a conversation, discussing, explaining, cool, random, and interesting things. Uh, the last few days, we've done stuff like Agent 355, George Washington's Teeth, where they really would. They weren't. Spoiler. A uh, whole bunch of really fun stuff. Um, I it was, am. It was great stuff too. I, I especially enjoyed you dipping into the Supreme Court for these. For the last uh, two episodes, yeah. yeah, we talked about the Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about why people might be justified in questioning a U.S. vaccine program over the next three days. Can I? Uh, can I uh, throw in one other thing? I know you did the perfect game in baseball like last week or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But uh, I, I feel like. To me, the the perfect game of, of of all perfect games was the one that wasn't with Armando Galarraga and Jim Joyce. Like the the he had that perfect game going into the final out of the game, and the ball came into Miguel Cabrera's glove before, and they called him safe. Yes, and it was like the perfect game that wasn't. That's a that's one that I feel like could have you know. I, Doing it on LSD or being hung over like no David no Wells. oh yeah throwing yeah. a no no on LSD yeah. <laughs> Ooh, dog I can't those are good imagine. ones but uh, I I love Armando Galarraga's story that that sticks with me forever like I you know it's good when you remember the name of the referee who fucked him <laughs> like so here's what I think I should do I should do a once a week sports mm. so I will create a list you give me your favorite sports moments and we will do a uh, a once a week sports episode. So, okay. uh, but you can find that at Rob Explains everywhere. Uh, I'm also now streaming on Twitch. If you like Warzone, Call of Duty, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Robert and Cheek. And I have a lot of podcasts or a lot of episodes up there. I'm doing highlights. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Um, and of course, a big thank you to Roberto for coming in and being our producer. You can find him on all social networks at R-T-O-A-Z-N, including Twitch, where when I remind him, he does go live on his stream as well. <laughs> so you can find videos there. Um, but I set the goal of doing uh, of doing uh, content, new content every single day. I am averaging averaging over the course of the last two weeks one and a half hours of new content every single day. That's all for you. I'm trying to inspire these guys. So <laughs> send them a message. You can send it to Corey at OTheAnthem.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text to 443-219-7595 and let them know you want more of their content. R-T-O-A-Z-N on all your social networks, at LegendCB5, everywhere as well. At Robert N. Cheek. Listen, I don't need the, to hear it, all right? The feet picks on the OnlyFans takes up a lot of my time. So <laughs> that's all I can say. I keep forgetting about the OnlyFans account. <laughs> I, uh, oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey and Roberto, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, bye.